friends, dear friends of mine, drove up from Exeter this morning. I was so pleased when they walked in through the door, I can tell you. Um, and they have come to share their story with us, their remarkable story. So can I invite up Anne and Liz to come and tell us? Thank you so much for welcoming us here tonight. Um, we're going to share a story that started, I think, three and a half years ago when I first met this lovely lady. So, Anne, do you want to tell a little bit about how we came to meet and what was going on in your life at that time? Yeah, of course I will. It's been a wonderful journey I've been on over the last three and a half years. Um, I, I'll just give you a brief background to everything and then I'll, I'll tell you the main story. <laughs> so, um, three and a half years ago... Um, I left uh, an abusive alcoholic husband who uh, and uh, walked out one night with my three children. Um, I had nowhere to go, had no money, so I slept in my car. Um, I was in debt, uh, uh, you know, up to my eyeballs in debt, and I, I just didn't know what to do. And also, at this time, I had a really rare condition, um, an eye condition, where I was losing my sight. It was regressive disease, and I was going to go blind at some stage, and it was, it was progressively getting worse. So um, I left my husband in the car, slept in the car for a few days with my kids. I ended up in a woman's refuge um, because my husband threatened to kill me. So um, the sad part about it was I couldn't take my children with me. I had to leave them. So I had to go off to a totally different location and leave my kids with other people, which was really hard. And I remember being in this woman's refuge and just crying my eyes out, thinking, what am I going to do? Because there were, I was in so much debt. People were just phoning me and threatening me every day, saying, um, really want you to, to um, give us the money that you owe us. And I, I could not have to leave my job because of my own safety. So I, I lost my husband, my home, my kids and everything. I was by myself in a place I didn't like to be, going blind. And I, one day I just phoned up um, and I phoned Cap, uh, Christians Against Poverty, asking for some help, crying down the phone. This is where Liz comes in. Yeah, Christians Against Poverty is a charity. Some of you may be, sorry, quick plug here, Sarah. A national debt advice charity that um, helps people who are struggling with debt. And so I had the privilege of being introduced to Anne on that first day. And she came through the door and um, partially sighted, dragging all her worldly wealth in a trolley down, down the steps to our office. And... Um, I realized that this was a really tricky situation and we sort of, our church kicked in to, to help her and it was a real privilege to say, and you're soaking wet, we're going to go out and buy you a coat. So somebody was immediately dispatched to buy a raincoat for her and just real practical things to sort of get her through the day, I think. Yeah, very much so. Anyway, so I started working with Liz and she started in, I wasn't a Christian at this time and she um, said to me, she said at the end, first meeting, I remember this so well, she said, can I pray for you? And I just felt so humbled. I, just, I, I nearly burst into tears because it was me who turned away from God many, many years ago. And there was God just waiting for me. And I just felt so humbled. So we prayed. And um, after the meeting, uh, Liz said, you know, would you like to come to, to our church? Um, and I said, that would be really great. So went off to the church. Um, I did some Alpha courses with Liz's husband. <laughs> And I became my, a Christian. I gave my life to God at the Alpha course, which was wonderful. And I was baptized oh, about two years ago, I think it was, wasn't it? About two years ago, I was baptized. 
Um, you mentioned about your site. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so um, when I first met Liz, I could actually sort of vaguely see her, but, but because my sight was really bad. But over the, over the months, I did lose my sight totally. And I, I'm just going to add in there, one time when um, I was talking to Anne, I said, Anne, you're not actually looking at me. You're looking over there. Why is that? And she said, it's because I can't see you anymore. And um, it was really hard for me to hear because I felt so sorry for this lady who'd been through so much, and yet um, things seemed to be getting even worse for her. So that was hard to hear, wasn't it? Very much so. Um, yeah, so, so I, I lost my sight. And anyway, I got more involved with the church, um, and Liz was so supportive to me. The church was so supportive to me. And I, I truly believe today that if I hadn't given my life to God, I don't think I'd be here. I truly don't. I used to volunteer when I was blind um, in, in, with, with CAP and also with the church. And we used to have this um, uh, lunchtime uh, meeting called Launch. And I used to go along and help out with it. And Liz said to me one day, she said, the new wine was coming up. And she said, you know, I've got this feeling that God is telling me that you should go to new wine. And I said, um, okay. She said, well, had you thought about going? I said, I'd love to go, but I, I just couldn't afford it because um, I didn't have much money or any money really. Um, and so she said, well, I, if I could arrange it, would you like to go? So I said, yeah, it'd be great. So she did. She phoned, this is on a Monday. She phoned me on the Tuesday. She said, I've organized it. You're coming. <laughs> and I thought, how am I going to do this? Go camping when I'm blind <laughs> by myself. I had no idea how I was going to do it. But Liz organized it all, went to New Wine two years ago. And um, it, <laughs> I remember, I had a lovely, a lovely week, by the way. Everybody was looking after me. It was really nice. And... Um, she said, there's this, this um, guy called Robbie Dawkin who was from America giving healings. He, he was prayed for healing on, the, um, on, on yourselves. And she said, there's this seminar on healing. She said, and I'm going to take you to that, she said, and we're going to sit in the front row. And she said, if Robbie calls you up, you make sure you go, she said. <laughs> I said, okay, so. And she said, don't matter if we're going to give you a rugby tattle, we're getting you up to the front of him to pray for you. So I thought, this is, this is a bit all right, not expecting. Anyway, he didn't call me up. <laughs> I sat there on the front row with Liz, and um, she, Robbie started praying for people, or calling people up for praying with people with bad backs. So Liz and I were sat on the front row, and she said, can I pray for you, for, you know, for your eyes and stuff? And I said, oh, if you have to, I want Robbie Dawkins to do it, really. So <laughs> she still talks to me. I thought, well, if you've got to do it, that's all right. <laughs> She's a very dear friend, by the way. <laughs> So um, she, she was saying exactly the same prayer on the stage that Robbie Dawkins was saying. She put her hands on my eyes and she prayed. And I remember opening my eyes the first time after she finished praying. And I looked and I said to her, I'm sure I can see some light, you know, because I was blind at this. I was registered blind, severely, uh, dis, you know, disabled. Uh, I had my white cane with me. I was waiting for a guide dog. You know, I was truly blind. I had this rare condition. I'm sure Liz will tell you what it is in the minute because she's got it written down somewhere. And... So she prayed for me, and I opened, I said, I'm sure I can see some light. And Liz said, well, you know, there's stage lights. It's probably you can see the light from that. I thought, okay. So Robbie said, pray again. Liz prayed for me a second time. And I opened my eyes up the second time. And it still sat down. We were sat down. And I said, is that people stood in front of me? She said, yeah. I said, do you know, they, they, they look of funny shapes. It, it, to me, it, it looked like funny arms and elongated people that's what it looked like to me opening my eyes and looking at them and I said I'm sure I can see people in front of me so with that she grabbed my arm we did the rugby tackle up to the front stage by the way and um 
she said to Robbie, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing something. So um, I was just, I was just sort of uh, in awe of it all, really. It, was, it wasn't what I was expecting at all. I'd never, never thought I was going to get my sight back. And they prayed for me the, the third time. And I can truly say, um, I've stood up there. I had my hands in front of me and just opened my heart to God and just let everything pour into me from God. And I felt like I was in his presence. I was in the most tranquil, warm place, even though there were thousands of people around and the noise was horrendous. I didn't hear any of that. I was in my own little bubble with God. And something happened to me. I, can't, I was like glowing from inside out. It was just like, wow, this is a lovely place. I don't want to leave this. Anyway, I opened my eyes a third time and I looked around the room and I remember seeing in a corner some a, a blue... Um, no, a red. It was a red thing saying bar. They didn't tell me about a bar. They used to take me for coffee. They never told me there was a bar there. <laughs> so I looked over the corner. I thought, there's a bar. And I looked around a bit more and I thought... Am I dreaming or am I, is this real? And I, and I turned to Liz. She was, she was behind me praying for me. And I said, Liz, I can see. And she said, what do you mean you can see? I said, I can see everything. And, and she said, well, and then I looked around and there's like 40 people stood around me. I thought, who, who are these people? Like, Liz said it was my church that I'd never met. I'd, I'd been to church and I'd never seen them. Um, and it wasn't until they started talking to me that I recognized who they were. So um, it was, yeah, that's my story. So... <laughs> I don't know if you want to add anything else to that, to how you feel or anything. Um, I think just go on to say, because you said at the beginning of your story you left your children. It sounds rather careless of you, as though you just abandoned them, but you need to know that Anne's children were actually all over 18, so they weren't allowed to go in the refuge with her, so they all had to go and sofa surf. But um, well, they, were, they went through a terrible time. I think God has done huge redeeming work with them as well. And now the whole family is living back together in a house, um, which is lovely because God has sort of completed their story as well as, as Anne's. Oh, the opticians, yes, because obviously we wanted to sort of check out this story because Anne could see and that seemed really amazing. So as I remember, you went along to an optician and you didn't give him a clue, did you? You didn't tell him anything about who you were or what had happened to you. No. No, and I went in there and I, I thought, well, I get my eyes checked out because everyone's saying you ought to get your eyes checked out. So I sat in the chair and he put these lens things on and he uh, tested my eyes and he read the chart and the stuff. I said, okay. And then he, he sort of looks in the back of your eyes and, and he said to me, and he, he, he sort of looked in both eyes and then he sort of, he was on his wheelie chair and he's pushed himself away and crossed his arms and he sat back and he said, do you know, he said, if I, if I didn't know any better, he said, I'd say when I look at the back of your eyes, you shouldn't be able to see anything. <laughs> true. It's true. I said, right, I said, and then he said, I said, so what about, you know, am I able to drive? Absolutely. You can drive, he said. You, you said, here's the level on the chart, he said, of where you can, um, people have to have a minimum um, level of sight to see and to drive, he said, but you're way down here, he said, so there's no reason why you can't drive, he said, I don't know why you're asking that question, <laughs> the things at the back of my eyes, so, so actually, I've, I've actually, um, yeah, given up all my benefits, I'm off of benefits, I've gone, gone to work now, and I'm actually driving again. <laughs> just such an incredible story isn't it it's an amazing story I just have one question for Liz I, I warned her I was going to say this just how she felt when she knew she was going to pray for somebody that was blind and pray for sight 
Well, I think I'd, I'd had a little bit of a, a sense before New Wine that something special was going to happen, which is why I knew that we had to get Anne to New Wine. And we literally had two days to sort that out. So I just went for it and did that. And I knew it was going to be something special happening there. And then it all went wrong on the first day. I don't know any of you who've been to New Wine. The first day, what New Wine is, it's a Christian conference that takes place every year in Shepton Mallet. And loads of Christians gather together for a week's camping, which sounds a nightmare, doesn't it? But the first day, it was pouring with rain. We had to go somewhere with Anne to get a disability badge, and it was just horrible. And I felt, this is, how can it be? How can I have got it so wrong? How can I've dragged this poor lady to a field? She can't even walk along. Um, we can't get proper seating for her. This is, it will be a disaster. And I felt really embarrassed. Um, so I thought, right, we could, we've got to make something out of this, and we're going to pray for her at every opportunity. So... I think that's what, what I did and just thought um, anything to do with healing, we're going and we're sitting right at the front and we're going to push on through. So, um, okay, if he's healing for backs, well, we're just going to pray for eyes. So. Thank you. Thank you so much.